Welcome to the Gerald Brooks Leadership Podcast, a deep dive into biblical leadership with pastor and author, Dr. Gerald Brooks. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the Gerald Brooks Leadership Podcast. In light of recent events, Pastor Brooks addressed his congregation last Sunday, referencing the powerful and inspirational words of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., Pastor Brooks issued a challenge based off of Amos chapter 5, verse 24. This particular passage of scripture was featured by Dr. King in his I Have a Dream speech. We pray that this episode is an inspiration to you and your leadership journey. We also pray that you join Pastor Brooks and many churches across our nation and take up the Amos 524 challenge. If you were joining us in the Amos 524 Challenge, please let us know by filling out the Amos Challenge form on our website at www.geraldbrooksministries.com. Again, please let us know if you are joining us by visiting our website, geraldbrooksministries.com, and fill out the Amos Challenge form located in the navigation bar. Heavenly Father, we live in a world where things aren't good, but we have a God who is good. We live in a time where everything seems problematic. But Lord, in the midst of that, you're still a good God. Lord, I pray that somehow in this little room, this gathering of people, that Lord, your goodness would begin to be poured out. The promise of old, taste and see that the Lord is good. I pray, Father, that that's happening right now. That somehow, Lord, that goodness is being expressed. And I pray, Father, that as that good is being expressed in us, somehow it's being extended through us to others. Lord, people need to see the goodness of God. They need to do something more than hear the goodness of God. They need to feel the goodness of God. And Lord, when we experience your goodness and we give away your goodness, this world knows that there is a good God. So Lord, today... We thank you for filling us with your goodness so we can be good to others in Jesus' name. And we all agree together saying, let's thank God right now. You can have a seat. You know, this week is one of those weeks that uh, is difficult at best. I stand here as a white pastor of a diverse church of color. I wouldn't want it any other way. I've never had the dream of pastoring a church that would look the same. I wanted my church to always look like heaven looks and heaven's not gonna look one color. It's gonna look like every shade that's possible. But down here, when you pastor a church that has diversity, the pain of society, you feel it probably in a level that other churches don't. In fact, I can tell you that there's a lot of churches the pastor right now is just going on with the regular service. But when you're a diverse church, that's not an option because the struggles of diversity, they surround you, your church fills them, and you have to speak about them. There are young men who are not here right now because of injustice that went on. In the midst of watching all the horrible videos and all the things, I've literally said, what do I say? And honestly, 
I didn't have the words. I wasn't smart enough. I certainly wasn't good enough and articulate enough to be able to manage. But I went back to a leader who has profoundly affected my life, a leader that I've studied probably in depth more than probably any other leader other than Jesus. And I thought about some things that he said. That leader that I'm referring to is Martin Luther King Jr. For some of you, you were alive in 1963. For most of you, you were not. But in 1963, Martin Luther King Jr. stood at the Lincoln Memorial and he gave, I have a dream speech. That speech is communicated throughout our nation every year as we celebrate his birthday. And as familiar as those opening words are and the phrases, I have a dream, there's some things in that speech that often get overlooked. But they're words that I can't improve upon. There's three quotes that I want to reference. The first quote, we must forever conduct our struggle on the high plane of dignity and discipline. We must not allow our creative protests to degenerate into physical violence. Again and again, we must rise to the majestic heights of meeting physical force with soul force. I was thinking about those words and I was thinking about how apropos they are to today that there's a way that we do protest because there are some things that need to be protested. And I was thinking about his ability to thread the needle and to thread the needle so eloquently. But he didn't stop there. He went on and he issued the challenge. There are those who are asking the devotees of civil rights, when will you be satisfied? Basically, when is it good enough for you? He answered, we can never be satisfied as long as the Negro is the victim of the unspeakable horrors of police brutality. As much as he proclaimed the need to protest and that there was a way to protest, he said there's something that must be protested. But later on, he says these words. These are the words that as a senior in high school, when I read every book that I could find on Martin Luther King, when I literally at that time began to listen to any version of anything that he said in hopes that one day I could articulate as well as him, that I could find that cadence of a voice that was so rhythmic and to communicate hard truth in such a powerful way. I never arrived at that. But these were the words that stood out to me in that speech. No, no, we're not satisfied. And we will not be satisfied until justice rolls down like waters and righteousness like a mighty stream. If you've ever studied Martin Luther King Jr., you know that that is the most frequent phrase that he used. It's not the most famous phrase, but it is the most frequent phrase as he would begin to call forth and he said, justice needs to roll and righteousness needs to be a mighty string. What most people do not realize is that he was quoting from Amos chapter five and verse 24. 
a little Old Testament prophet that most people don't know, quoting a verse that most people don't even realize is in the Bible. But there he referred to it. He said, we need justice and we need righteousness. If you study his sermons, if you watch his speeches, if you uh, read his writings, he referred to this more than any other thing, I believe, because he knew something. See, Martin Luther King Jr. knew that justice is required, and it's a must. It cannot be denied. But he also understood that justice is limited. See, justice just reacts to the problem that's in front of us. It doesn't cure it. That's why he said we need righteousness. Justice is the answer to the past. Righteousness is the answer to the future. And without righteousness, the problem keeps reoccurring. And I don't know about you, but I'm tired of the problem reoccurring. I don't want to see it again. I don't want to hear it again. I don't want to know it again. Not because I don't want to be blind to it happening, because I don't want it to happen. And I don't want it to happen because people learn the power of righteousness. So I read those words. I think they're so eloquent. But a long time before Martin Luther King Jr., God spoke through a little prophet and said, if you're going to answer the needs of society, you're going to need justice that's not denied or delayed. And you are going to need righteousness. You're going to need justice for yesterday and you're going to need righteousness for tomorrow. Because until people respond correctly and handle things righteously, they will do things in a way that they shouldn't be done and people will be victimized. But people need to understand the power of righteousness that we need to do right because it is right and we need to act right because it is the right way to do it. And there are some things that transcend any kind of color. They are just right. And I say that to you because I'm going to ask you to accept a challenge. And the challenge is Amos chapter 5 and verse 24, a verse that most of you didn't even know was in the Bible until just a minute ago. I'm going to ask you to accept a challenge, and the challenge is this, that every time you turn on the TV and you see events unfold, you see the horrific moments that were the last moments of someone's life. I'm asking you to pray Amos chapter 5 and verse 24. I'm asking you to pray that somehow God will bring justice to our land and that righteousness will flow in our streets. That somehow we can say that justice handled yesterday, but there can be a new tomorrow. And I'm asking you to pray. I'm asking you rather than send the text and email the next uh, email and Instagram the next Instagram, I'm asking you to pray. I'm asking you for the next 30 days that every time you see it, every time you think of it, every time you hear it, every time the gut-riching moment happens, happens is that you would respond and say, I'm going to agree with Martin Luther King Jr. And I'm going to accept the challenge of Amos chapter five and verse 24. And then I'm going to ask you to join with me because our church every week for the next four weeks as a part of our service, we will be praying that somehow in our country, justice can roll and righteousness can flow like a stream. And it's not only that, 
But I literally have every year 4,000 pastors from different churches that interact with me. They either get my materials, they listen to my podcast, they come to my meetings. But I'm going to ask those pastors to accept the Amos chapter 5 and verse 24. That for the next four weeks, they will stand up in their crowd and they will elevate the fact that justice needs to be there, but righteousness needs to be flowing. Because without righteousness, we go through this same painful moment again. And I'm going to ask them to ask their congregations to accept the Amos chapter 5 and verse 24. I'm going to ask them to begin to pray it every time they see, every time they think. And I'm hoping against hope that if I can get thousands of churches praying the same verse and tens of thousands of Christians praying the same verse, that maybe something could happen. That maybe God's will in heaven would be done down here on earth. And that we would see righteousness where there's been injustice. And that we would see it. What I can tell you as a church, as individuals, we're different. But what I can say to you also is this. The same God sent the same Jesus who went to the same cross so that we could go to the same heaven. And if the idea of color down here bothers you, heaven's going to mess you up. Because there's going to be a whole lot of color up there. And so I just want to ask you to accept the challenge of Amos chapter 5 and verse 24. How many of you, by the raising of your hands, will accept that? My hands up. Father, right now, I pray a verse. I pray a verse that seems impossible except for the fact it was a verse that you gave. I pray a verse, Lord, that somehow there can be justice and there can be righteousness. And I pray, Father, that in our land, somehow you will do that. That justice cannot be denied, nor can it be delayed. And yet at the same time, righteousness must prevail. And Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that you're executing that. And I pray, Father, for the commitment of this small group of people that are gathered in this room right now, that we will accept the challenge of praying what your will is that justice would roll and righteousness would flow as a stream. And Lord, that we would unite our faith with the faith of an old gospel preacher named Martin Luther King Jr., who was willing to stand up and to believe that the finest moments could happen because they were declared as a promise of God. And we unite our faith this day, and we thank you for that in Jesus' name. But Lord, we may be different but we stand united in Christ. And what I do know is this, in heaven, regardless of race, color, or creed, they lift up their heart, they lift up their voice, and they declare a common song. And that song is, we exalt you, Lord. So down here, we join heaven right now and exalting you. Thank you for listening to the Gerald Brooks Leadership Podcast. If you'd like more information on Dr. Brooks's books, audio, or speaking engagements, please go to geraldbrooksministries.com.